Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Journey to Purpose podcast, your source for Christ-centered girl talk and inspiration. I am your host, Ilana Major, and I hope that you are as excited and inspired by this message as I am. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. It is the day that we have all been waiting for, or I should probably say it's the day that I have been waiting for. It is the day that I record my very first podcast episode. You guys, I cannot express how excited I am about this new journey. And so if this is your first time hearing anything from me, or if you are a person who has been following me for a while, from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. And I should start this by giving you guys a little bit of information as to who I am. My name is Ilana Major, and I am the wife of Garcia Major, um, the tall, dark, and handsome, and kind, and giving (laughs) Garcia Major, and I am the mother of three. I am the mother of Jaden, who is 18, my son. I am the bonus mom of Santi, who is 15, and I am the mom, basketball mom, and all of those other things of Chacho, who is seven. His real name is Garcia, but we call him Chacho. And so um, I am all of those things in addition to me being called as a minister of the gospel. I have been a minister for about 10 years. I believe I was officially licensed in 2012 in Indianapolis at Martindale Church of Christ. Um, And so I've been ministering for a while. But what I have really realized or discovered about myself is that Um, When it comes to ministry, the thing that I love most is women's ministry. Women's ministry is my jam. I will tell anybody that will listen that that is the area where I am most passionate. That is the area that I feel truly and strongly called to by God. And so I enjoy women's ministry. I truly believe that my purpose on this earth is to uplift, to encourage, and to inspire women not just women of God, women who want to know God, women who don't know God, um, because I truly believe that God has called me to inspire and minister to women of God, women of the faith, Christian women, but also just women as a whole and to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ and good news to women all across the earth. And so that is my greatest passion. That leads me into the topic for today. I want to talk about the power of purpose. Along this journey, I have had a lot of people ask me how I identified my purpose, how I gained clarity pertaining to my purpose and all of those things. And so today I want to share with you guys my journey of um, coming to understand what my purpose was and how I kind of began to walk and operate in that purpose. So um It was all a dream. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) When I was a kid, I'm going to start here because to me, this is when I feel as if I began to see little tidbits of who God had called me to be. When I was a child, I talked too much. I was always talking. I was always talking. I was always talking. I remember in elementary school, I used to get excellent grades. But if there were ever going to be a note about me, the note was going to read, Ilana talks too much. (laughs) And so 
that's a um that's a word for all of the parents who have kids who you just can't seem to get them quiet there is something that God wants to do with them as it relates to their voice and their words they have something to say and so um again I am one of those people who constantly got that note on my report card that I talk too much it never dawned on me in that season as a child that God would ever use me and that God would use my voice and that I would be a person who had something to say. But um, I would say that that was the beginning of me seeing, um, when I look back on it, a bit of who God had called me to be. So we start from there. And then I want to kind of go all the way forward to me being in college. When I was in college, I remember having a professor and she is still alive and well, and she's so anointed. But I had a professor named Rita Thomas. I remember her um, having a conversation with me. I can't remember where we were, but we had a conversation and she said that in her classroom, because she was my English professor, that God had revealed to her or shown her three different people in this classroom who was anointed or called out or whatever you want to call it. And she said that I was one of them. When I tell you guys, I could not be more shocked because at this season of my life, I did not in any way look like anyone that God had set apart. I did not look like anyone that God was getting ready to use. Nothing about me said saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost filled, okay? At this stage of my life, um, I was in college, and you guys know how it is when you grow up in church. So I grew up in church. I grew up in church, but as I got into my teenage years, I think that there was um, a lot of questions about my belief system. And then there was also just the temptation of the world. But as I became a teenager, I started wanting to do other things instead of going to church on Sunday mornings. I was actually um, 17 years old going out on Saturday nights. You guys, I went out and got a fake ID and all manner of foolishness. But I would go out on Saturday nights and I didn't want to get up on Sunday morning I remember the, the summer before I went off to college, just going out with my friends and having a good time and not prioritizing church at all. So as you can imagine, my freshman year in college, someone telling me who is running from God, who doesn't want anything to do with church because baby, I want to see what is out here in the world. For someone to tell me that I was called, that I was chosen that God has set me apart for his work, I could not fathom that. It didn't even make sense to me because I didn't look like a woman who could be used by God. And so I remember her saying that. Then there was another time where I met another lady. And again, this is my freshman year of college. I'm living freely. I'm just enjoying myself. I'm going to parties. I was never a big drinker or a smoker or anything like that. But I enjoyed having a good time with my friends and church was not a priority. God was not a priority. And so I remember I had gone through a very painful loss and I was in mourning and I met a lady by the name of Miss Godfrey. And so Miss Godfrey um, it's praying for me or she asked me, could she pray for me one day after we were leaving Bible study? So at this stage of my life, I guess I should say you guys that I, after having gone through the loss of somebody really, really, really close to me, and actually it was um, a guy that I dated my freshman year, but after experiencing that loss, I had a lot of pain on the inside of me, a lot of things that I was warring with and struggling with. And so 
I had no choice but to start seeking God. This was the beginning of me seeking God for myself and trying to understand who he was, trying to understand more deeply who he was because I accepted Christ as a child and I truly did believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and all of those things. But to accept Christ as a child when you have a level of innocence um, is completely different than making Jesus Lord of your life once you have begun to entertain the world, once you have explored your other options and all of these things. And so in this season of my my life, I had encountered a loss. And so I had begun to seek God. And I remember going to Bible study. Miss Thomas would actually invite me to Bible study. And so one Wednesday night, we go to Bible study. And afterwards, this lady who I spoke about, Miss Godfrey, Miss Godfrey was a very anointed older woman, uh, very mother of the church-ish, very grandmotherly, just had a very welcoming spirit about herself. But as we were leaving, she asked me if she could pray for me. And so she began to pray for me. I don't remember anything she said during that prayer other than this. When she was finished, she held my hands and she said, you are so anointed. And she said, you don't even know how anointed you are. I remember as I was heading back to my dormitory, just thinking about what she said, just mulling over those words in my head because I couldn't understand what it meant for me to be anointed. I couldn't get how I could be anointed. Me, who does not, at, in that season of my life, I guess when I look back on it, I never, I saw myself as a person who looked exactly like the world. I didn't dress any different from the world. I didn't behave any different. I was just like everyone else. And I couldn't understand why she was singling me out and telling me that I was anointed. So that was another piece. That was my freshman year of college. My at the end of my freshman year of college, I come back home and um, I end up long story short. We're not going to go into all the details, but long story short, I end up getting pregnant. So my sophomore year going back to college, I find out that I'm pregnant with my son, Jaden, and I get pregnant with him and I do the entire year. And I remember even during my pregnancy, Um, Although it came with a lot of shame, because when I got back to college, I went back to church, even though I had a falling away that summer, even though I was ashamed of being pregnant. I remember going back to church and I remember the way that people looked at me and I was very ashamed to be pregnant. And so in that season, um, there were moments where it was very dark. But what I realized is that when I was going through the mourning period, and I think that even my uh, getting pregnant with Jaden and all of those things, I think that I was trying to fill the void of what I had lost. But I remember when I was in mourning and I was deep in mourning, how I went to God and I truly feel as if God showed up. And so when I would experience those seasons of being um, ashamed and embarrassed and those periods of darkness throughout my pregnancy, I would continue to seek God. I would continue to pray and I continue going to church. Eventually, long story short, you know, um, I come back home and I try to work it out with Jaden's dad. Things don't work out. I move back home with my parents and all of these things. And I had a 
sort of wilderness experience. It's very odd how you can love Jesus. You can know who Jesus is. You can be in relationship with him, but you can also desire the things of the world. You can also still have ways of the world. And so I went through a season where there was a bit of a tug of war. Um, There was one side that was pulling me into the things of God. There was one side that was pulling me Um, And trying to get me to find out who God had made me to be. But then on the other hand, there was the world. There were these friendships that I had had for years where we would want to go out and club and all of these things. And so I spent at least, I'd say about three or four years just in a tug of war, trying to figure out who it was that I wanted to be. And so um, in that season of me being in a tug of war, I definitely will say that God was present in it. God was definitely present. There was ways that God was beginning to, um, that God would show himself to me. So let me tell you guys about something random that happened. Um, These are the type of things that kind of happened that led me to believe, okay, maybe God really is calling me. One time I went to this church and again, y'all, this is the season while I, where I'm over here tussling, okay? I'm over here tussling between Jesus and the world. But in this season, I remember going to a church and I'm at a church and it is not a Christian church. This was a spiritualist church. If you guys don't know anything about spiritualist church, they believe that there is no death. Um, they, they never did it while I was there, but I, it was rumored that this church had previously had seances and all types of foolishness going on. But anyway, I'm at this church and while I'm at this church, a lady is doing what we would call in Christians as prophesying, but she was really reading people. I don't know her belief system or any of that, but all I know is she was reading people. And as she was reading people, she called me out. She asked me to stand up. I can't remember what color I had on, but I remember her telling me to stand up. And when I stood up, she began to speak to me. So she begins to speak to me. And what she says, I can't remember the exact words, so I'm going to paraphrase. But what she said was, you have lived your life long enough for yourself. You have enjoyed this world. You have done all of these things, gratified basically the desires of your flesh. You've done what you wanted to do. And she said, but the time has come for you to be in the will of God. God has called you. You guys, when I tell you, there could have been a ton of things that I thought this lady was going to say, but her telling me that God had called me was not one of them. So she ended her message by telling me that I I used to be um, the life of the party in the world and that I would be the same thing basically in the church, but that... It was time for me to submit to the will of God and to know that God had called me and chosen me and anointed me and set me apart. Blew my mind. Okay, so that was one thing that happened. And then during this whole transition, now I told you guys that I moved back home. Let me tell you guys what home was. I was born and raised in Gary, Indiana. But when I initially left Texas and came back and was trying to work things out, I was in Indianapolis. But I left Indianapolis and I came back home to live with my parents in Gary, Indiana. So at this time, I ended up graduating college. I ended up getting my first job and it was just Jaden and I. And I remember applying for a job in Indianapolis. I ended up, this is how I ended up in Indianapolis. I applied for a job and I ended up getting this job. I go to Indianapolis. When I get to Indianapolis, 
It is the loneliest season of my life. It is the driest season of my life. You guys know how you look at your phone and you're like, is my phone broken? Because I don't have a single missed phone call. I don't have any text messages or voicemails. It was the driest season of my life. God had truly placed me in the wilderness. God had truly separated me from all types of things. And so I get to Indianapolis and I'm in this lonely season. I'm in this dark place. And what do I do when I'm in dark places? Because it is the only thing that I know. I go to God. I begin seeking God. I begin praying to God. I begin asking God to show up in my life, to be present in my life, to be with me in my pain, in my season of loneliness. And so as I'm doing this, you guys, I began having dreams. I would have these dreams that I was preaching or that I was teaching. These dreams were constant. And as I had these dreams repeatedly, I remember finally getting to a point where something just broke, okay? And when I say broke, I don't mean in a bad way. I mean, uh, something broke in only the way that God can break it. It was as if God broke down whatever the resistance was in me where I was running from him. It was as if God broke that. He began to break that in me. He began to break my pride to the point of um, just getting me to a place of humility where I finally said, Lord, I yield myself to you. I surrender. God, what is it that you want from me? And so... In addition to having these dreams, I was waking up in the middle of the night. And whenever I would wake up in the middle of the night, I would open my Bible and it would always open up to some scripture about someone being anointed to a scripture about someone being called to the scripture about he gave some to be evangelists, some to be prophets, some to be teachers. It would always open up to these things. And so again, you guys, I was drawing, um, no, I was seeking God. I, I just kept drawing near to God um, and he drew near to me. And so I believe, <laughs> I believed at that point, I said, okay, God really is calling me to something. I'm like, as crazy as this is, I am going to surrender and submit myself to it. And so at the time I had been going to Martindale Church of Christ. It was the first church that I had ever actually joined as an adult. And so I remember going to my preacher and my my pastor at the time, Pastor Katri Dickens, and telling him that I believe that God was calling me to preach the gospel. And he had me accept my calling as a minister on on stage in front of the entire church. And you guys, I can't even begin to talk about the fear that I had with public speaking, public print, anything in public, you guys. It was the number one fear for me. And so he had me do that. And when he had me do that, I was crying my eyes out. I bawled my eyes out. And I wasn't crying because I was sad, but I was crying because I knew that God was starting something new in my life. I think I was also crying because um, I couldn't believe that a God so holy, I couldn't believe that a God so righteous, I could not believe that the God of the universe wanted to use me. Me. I, I didn't feel as if I was equipped for it. I didn't feel as if I dressed right for the calling. I didn't believe that um, how I was, how I spoke with my GI accent <laughs> and being rough around the edges. I didn't believe that God 
wanted to use me. I was literally in shock that God wanted to use me and I was saying yes to it. And so um, that's how I really identified God's purpose for my life. That's how I identified. And I should say this. I have done tons of things in this life. I've worked quite a few places. I have, um, I've dabbled in entrepreneurship. I've done, uh, I've been a notary. I sell um, digital designs on Etsy. I have done a slew of things. Um, e-commerce, I still do e-commerce, but everything I do flows from my purpose. And it might sound strange because it's like, how is being a notary related to this? Everything that I do flows from my purpose. So the money that I would get for these things, I would use these things to fund ways of me growing ministerially, if that makes sense. I would use money to start. So this is a whole nother thing. Um, I want to go back to college and I want to become a therapist. I actually am hoping to become a therapist and I'm hoping to work with women who have been sex trafficked. I'm hoping to really um, have an opportunity to minister to and to counsel and to um, be a safe place for women who have gone through sexual trauma and different things like that. So long story short, you guys, I all of these things that I do, all of these side things that I do, all of this will always go. Um, all of it will always fund my true purpose. So I may use these things to pay off my student loans or to pay my way through seminary or to pay my way to get my master's degree in therapy, but all of these things only lead to the thing, okay? Everything stems back to the fact that I am passionate about, that God has revealed to me that my purpose in this earth is to minister, to encourage, to inspire, to uplift the women. <laughs> um, and so that's my purpose. That is, um, that's what I really try to make sure that I keep my eyes stayed on. You know, I try to keep focused on the fact that this is the thing that God has called me to. Even though you may do it differently from season to season, this is your thing. Don't get away from this thing. You guys, everything that I have done that gets me away from this thing has failed. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, when I try to get away from it, child, it fails. When I have tried to walk away from ministry and be like, I'm done with this. I'm not going to be a minister, minister anymore. I don't want to be under the microscope anymore. When I have tried to do this, you guys, I could never walk away from it. It would seem like something was pulling me back. And so I want to say that that is the power of purpose. It pulls you. That is the power of purpose. It has a hold on you. That is the power of purpose. You are anchored to it. And so as people ask me, how did you identify your purpose? How do you know what your purpose is? How do you begin um, on your journey to purpose? I want to let all of you guys know who are asking these questions that God is the source of all of it. God is the root of all of it. The only way to identify your purpose is to seek God. God is your maker. God is the one who created you. Only the creator can tell what the creation ought to be doing. And so I want you, if you're listening to this podcast and you're saying, I have no idea what God has called me to. I have no idea what my purpose is. I want you to become intentional about seeking God as it relates to your purpose. 
Pray about your purpose. I don't care how long it takes for God to reveal it. I don't care um, how often you have to be praying about this thing, but keep praying until God opens your eyes and gives you clarity. But I will say this, just as there were breadcrumbs, just as there were little things that I saw in my childhood, um, when I talked about me talking too much, just as when I look at my childhood, that was a thing that should have alerted me that God wants to use your voice. There is probably something in your childhood or when you look back over your life that when you look back on it, it has been a constant. It's natural. It is a natural thing as it relates to who you are. Look at look at those things and see if there's something that stands out more than others. The other thing that I want to share with you guys is that um, we have a tendency to throw away people. We have a tendency to end relationships really quickly. We have a tendency to not want to be social. It has become popular to be an introvert. If that's who you are, God bless you. But some of us are claiming to be introverts and that's not who God has designed us to be. But nevertheless, whether you are an introvert or not, God has called all of us to be in relationship with people. So just think, the professor that I had, I had a relationship with her. I don't know if she would have felt comfortable to share the fact that she felt as if I was called and set apart if we didn't have a relationship. It was a relationship. Um, When I think about the other woman God uses people, you guys. God will use people to speak into your life. God will use people to strengthen you. God will use people to develop you and all of those things. Don't shy away from relationships and don't shy away from people because God does some of his best work in the earth through people. Um, And so those are my two things that I really want for you guys to kind of take a look into. What are the breadcrumbs? What are things that are natural to who I am that have been constant in my life that other people see in me? Um, What are people saying to me? What things have people spoken into my life that people who don't even know me, like they don't know me personally, but it's something that they see. You guys take a look at those things when you're trying to identify your purpose. Purpose is a very powerful thing. It can drive everything that you do. And I'm going to tell you this. There is no greater feeling in the earth. There's no greater feeling that we are capable of experiencing as humans, in my opinion, than the feeling of operating in our purpose and knowing we are doing what God has called us to do, knowing that we are doing what God has designed us to do in this earth. And so I want to encourage all of you guys, seek God as it relates to your purpose. We are going to have lots of talks about our purpose. We're going to talk about after you identify your purpose and it seems like there's a delay. We're going to talk about a lot of things pertaining to purpose because Again, that's my bent, but we're also going to talk about just life, like the everyday life of a Christian. We're going to talk about the journey of a Christian. We're going to talk about um, the things that we love about the church. We're going to talk about some of the things that we hate about the church. We're going to talk about some of the things that we're great at. And then we're going to talk about some of the things that we need to improve at as believers. And so 
Again, I want to thank each one of you for tuning into this episode. Um, And I was speaking about the power of purpose and talking to you guys about how I identified my purpose. I hope that this message blessed you in some way. And I pray that when you leave here, that you go into prayer pertaining to your purpose. If you have not found it, I pray that you would go to God um, and seek him, begin seeking him, asking him, what is it that you are called to do? If you have found it and you are experiencing bumps in the road, I just pray that you would ask God to lead you in your purpose and to keep you stayed on it, to keep you focused on what you've called the work that he's called you to. All that being said, we are finished with our first episode. It is a wrap. I love you guys. Peace out. If you're listening to this message, that means that you've finished this entire episode. And for that, I want to say thank you. If this message blessed you in any way, please consider supporting us by sharing the podcast, by subscribing to this podcast, and also by leaving us a review. We would greatly appreciate it if you could do those things. Again, thank you for tuning in. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Peace out.